0: i to my church family. We had a great time this past Sunday uh, with our parking lot service. pastor did a great job bringing that word to us. And uh, today, we want to turn your attention to Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. There's about 15 verses, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to read all of those, but but when you get a chance, uh, on your own, just read the uh, first 17 verses of, of chapter 8. In chapter, Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1, the word says, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put off his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, see that you tell no one, but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, My servant is laying home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I I also am a man of authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes, and to another, come. And he comes to my my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he he marveled and said to those who followed, As surely as I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west, will, will sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you. And this servant was healed that same hour. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. We want to talk with the subject today, the authority of Christ over disease, the authority of Christ over over disease. Probably no one area of Jesus Christ's authority is more discussed and debated and disagreed about than the issue of Christ's authority over disease and how God intends that authority to be exercised in this age. The disagreement isn't about whether Christ does or does not have authority over the diseases, and deformities that ravage the human body, the Bible proves unmistakably that Jesus Christ has absolute control over the problem of disease. The controversy is over whether God intended for every disease and illness to be miraculously healed by the power of Christ, or whether God sometimes allowed and use diseases for his greater purposes in the lives of his children. Two extremes operate here. Both of which are misrepresentation of what the Bible teaches. One is the extreme that demands healing from God for every sickness, because all disease from the enemy never parts of God's will for believers. The other extreme winds up putting God in a box, restricting His power in such a way that He can't do anything about physical illness. It's all up to the doctors. As with most extremes, the truth lies. Somewhere in between. What I want to do is try to let the Bible speak for itself as we go to Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. A passage with Jesus healed three peoples in quick succession. I want to pull out four key principles that would help us understand the authority of Christ over disease. The first principle of Matthew 8 revealed that he is that Christ's authority over disease. It exercised by his sovereign choice. What do you mean by God's sovereign choice? God's sovereign choice means his freedom to act for his own purposes and glory. Jesus Christ has the right to choose what he will and would not do. None of us can presume on him. In other words, because God is who he is and because he's almighty, he does not answer to nobody. He does what he want, when he want, anytime he want, to whomever he want, because he's God. That's his sovereignty. God, God don't answer to nobody. Look at verses 1 and 2. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitude followed him, and behold, a leper came down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, Leprosy was a skin disease and it started as a small spot and it would grow into sores all over the body until it begin to decay. The body and it was, and it become contagious and there was no cure for leprosy. Leprosy was such a fear disease in biblical days that a leper had to live apart from people. Uh, most time they had to live in the outskirts of the city or outside the city or outside of the town. And if they came into town, if they came into t- to the town, they had to holler out and says, I am unclean. Well, do they remind us of anything today? With the coronavirus, we we, we we got our masks, put our masks on, and that's good. I most certainly want to encourage everyone to, to stay safe and do those things that, that, that that help people say wear your mask wear your gloves but we are dealing with a a virus that most don't particularly know exactly how we get it we know it's, it's, it's contagious we know it's passed on we we know that it comes from um, uh, saliva passed on to somebody else but we're not sure what to do with this because we don't have a vaccine at this point but i want you to know that even with corona God has the authority even over the Corona. Leprosy was oftentimes used to illustrate sin. And the reason uh, leprosy, leprosy was used to illustrate sin because it started out as a small spot and then it spread just like sin. Sin can be a small thing. If you don't check it, you don't reckon, you don't repent from it, it can spread into a, into a bigger issue. In Leviticus chapter 13, verse 44, a leper was defiled from the standpoint of the Mosaic law. This man was desperate for help. He realized that there was only one person who could help him in his name was Jesus. To be a leper in that day was almost like a sure death sentence, slowly, but there was no cure. But the leper appeared to God's sovereignty. I like this. In verse 2, in verse two, he appeared to the sovereignty of God. He said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. First of all, that text tells us that he came and he worshiped God. So apparently, he had some kind of relationship because you don't, you don't worship something that you're not related to or close to. But he had a relationship with God with God and he believed that Jesus Christ could do anything he wanted to do so he appealed to his sovereignty if you are willing you can make me clean sometimes we say it like this we know you're able we know you can and so the leper like Lord I know that you can I believe that you can I know that you can if you are willing Many times it is within the Lord's sovereign purpose to heal. The people in Matthew 8 all experienced healing, but it was by Jesus' choice and by his initiative, not theirs or anyone else's. It is very important that we understand God's sovereignty because, as you know, he does not always choose to do what we want him to do. And current theology says, God must heal. If God does not heal you, the problem is you don't have enough faith. You heard that anywhere? So does faith play a part of our healing? Yes, it does. Faiths play play a great part of our healing. God still responds to our faith. Just as Jesus responded to this man's request. But we can't make the mistake of saying that faith becomes the way we maneuver God into doing what we demand of him. It is about the will of God. It is about the will of God. Jesus exercised his authority immediately and comprehensively in healing the leper. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. There was no middleman. There was no somebody else. No delay. No material use. This is just one of the ways Jesus healed people. In Mark chapter eight, verses 22 to 26, Jesus used saliva to heal a blind man and he healed them progressively. Another time in John chapter nine, verse six through seven, Jesus used clay, which the blind man had to wash off. The point is that God may intervene directly or progressively through full instantaneous healing or through doctors and medication Over a period of time, but in all cases, it is the authority of Christ that pulls off the healing. The second principle we can learn from the the healing in Matthew chapter 8 is Christ's authority arises from his position. In Capernaum, Jesus approached by a centurion, a Roman commander who said in verse 5, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home. Fearfully tormented, Jesus offered to come and heal the servant. But in verse 8, the man replied, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. This man paid a high tribute to Jesus because he understood authority. He knew that when a person in a position of authority, that person present is not necessary for his commands to be carried out. The people under him just need to know who gave the command. The soldier was telling Jesus, I know what it's like to be under authority and to have authority over others. And if I, as mere man, can make things happen just by saying the word, I I know you can do it by your word. So if you will, just speak from your position of total authority. You can heal my servant. Jesus Christ has authority over disease by means of his supreme position as creator and sustainer of the universe. He simply can speak away an illness or disease because he created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1, verse 3, Colossians 1, 16 and 17 tell us the whole creation is held together by his power. Christ's authority, the third principle is Christ's authority is impossible. Look at verses 10 and 12. And when Jesus heard this, he mobbed and said to those who were following, Truly I say unto you, I have not found such a great faith with anyone in Israel. And they say to you, What? That many shall come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom shall be cast out in the outer darkness in that place where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus was saying that his authority is available to anyone in any place who exercised faith in him. At this point in Jesus' ministry, he was ministering to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The mission to the Gentiles had not yet begun in earnest, and incidents like this gave a sneak preview of what was to come. Here's another principle about Jesus' authority over disease He has come to deliver everyone who has faith in him, He is impartial. The centurion was a Gentile who was not part of the covenant community of Israel, but he understood and believed in Jesus' authority, and his servant was miraculously miraculously healed. It doesn't matter where you come from, what lineage you come through. It, all that matters is that God heals all. He deals with all. He works with all. And so if he wills to heal whom he wills, he don't have no impartials. He's not... Uh, 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 Sad, I want this group of people here, not this group of people, or that individual, not this one. The bottom line is, he's very impartial. Christ, the fourth principle is Christ's authority is powerful. Christ's authority displays his power. Jesus sent the centurion on his way. And then in verse 14, Jesus went to Peter's house, where Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever. The Bible says in verse 15, Jesus touched her hand. And the fever left her, and she arose and waited on him. The power of Jesus' authority is seen in what happens after Peter's mother-in-law was healed. Usually, if you are down with the fever and you get better, you are left feeling weak. But after Jesus healed this woman of her fever, she immediately got up and was able to serve her special guest. Her healing was complete. It doesn't matter what method Jesus used, the result was the same. Here he touched a sick person without saying anything. He touched and spoke to this leper, but didn't see or speak to the sick servant he healed. The power of Christ's authority operates under any circumstances. It is not diminished by the severity of the defilement or disease or the greatness of the distance. Christ has power to heal any, any sickness, all sickness, at his own discriminative will. And God is not impartial. And maybe there's somebody out there today that needs touch from the Lord. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you're sick or what have you. I want you to know that Christ has authority over any disease. You can trust him. Christ's power was demonstrated all through his earthly ministry. But one day out on a hill called Calvary, he showed us his power by his love, by dying on the cross for our sins. One of the greatest demonstrations of love that we ever seen that Jesus died for each one of us, past, present, future sins on him, on the cross. The Bible said that, that after he died on the cross, shed his blood, he was buried, but early third day morning, he got up, declared to the world, all power in heaven and earth is in his hand. If you're going through... Some sickness right now, maybe you have the corona. I don't know. But I want you to know that God got you. I want you to know that you can trust the Lord. As believers, we look at it like this. Whether he healed me on this side or on the other side, I know he's going to heal me. And I want you to know that you can trust God because He has his power has not changed. The Bible said yesterday, today, forever, Christ is the same. He changes not. And so, if you want here today that need praying for, listen, or one here today that hadn't trusted Christ as your Savior, we love for you to make a decision. To trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. He died for you, He paid the price that you might have eternal life. And all you have to do is simply submit your life, You're willing to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will save you. And uh, we love to hear from you. There's somebody out there today that uh, that uh, needs somebody to talk to when our staff to talk to you. We'd be glad to talk to you. Just uh, just call us at 870-762-2732 and uh, just leave a message and we will get back to you. Please leave your name so that we can get back to you. God bless you today, God keep you. So...